0: Life after binge eating. What is that like? Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. I want to share with you some of the things that I've experienced with life post binge eating because I think it might be interesting for you to hear about whether or not I'm still obsessed with food and how I approach food these days, and also the experience of my client, who've recovered from binge eating as well. And so let's start with the question, am I still obsessed with food? Honestly, short answer, yes. So for a long time, I was always scared of feeling hungry. So long after I had stopped binge eating, I was still overly thinking about food. You know, what am I going to pack for a snack? If I'm going to be out with friends until this time, I should plan a meal or plan something to have with them. I was always trying to make sure I didn't get too hungry. It almost felt like I was obsessed with preventing that level of hunger. And so I was overly prepared and thought about it a lot. <laughs> I know that sounds a little bit silly, but I just didn't want to get to that level of primal hunger that would trigger a binge. So for years and years and years, and honestly, to this day, I think it's partly a great thing, but partly, I think friends would say that I'm a little bit too extra. I always have a baggie full of nuts and chocolate and fruit for years, every single day, if I left the house, I had a mantra, keys, cell phone, water, snacks. (laughs) Oh, hold on. There's wallet too. Keys, cell phone, wallet, water, snacks. It was five things. I would say it like it was a prayer because the days that I was left stranded, hanging out with friends, we were really in a great conversation, but then I got hungry. I was stuck and it felt like I was stranded and it it brought about a lot of frantic energy. You know that feeling when you're hungry? You're almost frantic and super antsy. I never wanted to feel like that. But sometimes I would be stuck in a park three hours later, chatting with friends. It's like, oh man, I really only have water on me. That is so helpful. Where am I? What am I going to do? I <laughs> can't even focus on the conversation anymore. So even when I was dating my current boyfriend, I felt like a bag lady you know he always mentioned why do you need to bring a snack with you everywhere we're just running one errand and I was like no you don't understand I need to have my snacks with me So anywho, just so you know, for years, that was me. That was my MO. I was known as the bag lady, the snack lady. That was just me. That's okay. If you're at that point, I'm going to let you know that you're just being super proactive. You're just taking care of your needs and you know what you need to get through the day without getting into a binge. So good for you. You are thinking ahead. Not many people are are as prepared as you. So you may seem abnormal, but I promise you're just trying to think ahead. What I will say is, fast forward, I am at this really cozy, comfortable place with food now where even if it's my dinner time or lunch time, I don't feel that frantic, antsy sort of hunger anymore. I think my body now feels so safe with food and also I'm eating more at meals that I just never get that frantic before meals anymore. And so say it's like 12.30, which is usually when I have my lunch, even if I push one or one thirty, I'm calm. I am recording this podcast at one o three. Usually I would have my lunch at twelve thirty one, but you know what? I don't even really I don't I'm not frantic. I'm not thinking about food. I could finish recording this and go eat after. If this was me five years ago, you best believe I would not be doing this right now. <laughs> I would have fully dropped everything and eaten something or else I would have exploded at the closest person next to me, which is usually my boyfriend. And that would have not been very pleasant. And so these days I'm really kind of relishing in this calm where I'm eating more meals. And if I'm half an hour, an hour late to a meal, I'm good. I am Gucci. So that is something that I wanna share with you. It does get easier over time. And even though I had been quote unquote eating intuitively for years, It took me years to get even more calm with food. So I think it gets better over times, guys. So keep that in mind. And there are still times that I am hyper aware about certain things. So, case in point, I'm going to share with you something kind of silly, but not really. Hot Cheetos is one of my favorite snacks. Something about the spicy, sour, crunchy combination is like the best trivecta for me. And so for a long time, I was really obsessed with hot Cheetos. And back in my binge eating days, those were my go-to salty snacks. Fast forward to, to recently or even a few years ago, I would still count the number of Cheetos I would eat anything that was like a chip or a cracker or a hot Cheeto, I would sometimes still subconsciously count the number or I would count the number of handfuls. And hopefully this isn't triggering, but I just want you to know that if you feel like you still have some of those residual food rules or patterns, it's okay. I think the biggest difference for, for me when I was counting my handfuls in my intuitive eating days was it didn't matter to me if I had four extra handfuls. I just, I don't know. I just liked kind of knowing approximately how much I was eating. It didn't matter if it was one handful or five. It didn't trigger any guilt. Instead, it kept me a little bit more mindful because I think sometimes with those snacks, it just is very easy to forget how much you're eating. So I think the only big difference is if counting and tracking is causing you guilt and you're feeling out of control and you feel the need to count, then I think we can talk about that. DM me, we can talk about it together. But if you're counting because you wanna just stay mindful and it's not provoking any guilt, I think that's okay. And again, for a long, a long time in my intuitive eating days, I would kind of count that, my hot Cheetos especially. But these days what I end up doing is just pouring it into a bowl and I'll have a few and then I'll have another few and I don't know, sometimes I'll finish the bowl and sometimes I won't and it's cool. Sometimes it's just it just gets too salty, honestly, and I just need water. And by the time I finish drinking my water, I'm like, okay, I've had the taste of hot Cheetos. I'm good, moving on. And sometimes I'm probably still a little bit hungry and so I finish the whole thing. Not not a bother. And I'm just kind of highlighting how in the beginning of trying to let go of food rules, I counted my handfuls or the number of chips. But these days, not so much. So again, for me personally, it got better over time. It became more nonchalant. My attitude to these things became more calm and that's just what ended up happening for me. So, what the end of this food freedom tunnel looks like, it's not it's not super linear, you know, some things you're going to have an easier time with, others not so much. You know, from my example, you can you can tell I had a very hard time training my body to feel safe, right? I felt like I was still really scared of feeling hungry. So I was extra, extra uber prepared. And that's good. I think for me personally, I just was extra prepared. Not a bad thing. It might've seemed funny to other people, but I felt like I was taking care of myself. And for you, you might be struggling with something else and it takes longer for you to get through that. It's not like one day when you get to food freedom, you're just not going to think about food ever. You're not going to be obsessed. You're not going to have any sort of residual food rules. That takes time. you know. Even after years of practicing intuitive eating, I surprise myself sometimes by saying, wow, I had a really big breakfast today. Feel really calm at noon and one. I think I like that feeling. Let me try that again. I think to this day, I learned something new about myself and how I approach food and none of it's good or bad and just new p- patterns and new ways of doing things emerge over time just because we're always changing, right? And I remember this last and most recent example was breakfast. For me, I am a creature of habit. I literally can eat the same breakfast every single day for like two years and be perfectly happy, happy as a peach. So for two years back in the day, I would eat uh, the sweet potato, egg, almond combination. Great. Love sweet potatoes, especially because I stab it with a knife a dozen times and then basically microwave I nuke the heck out of it for six minutes and it's fully, it's fully cooked. And it honestly tastes like a baked sweet potato. So a 10th of the effort tastes great. Anywho, I, I literally could have that for years on end and I did. And then I just transitioned to something else. But these days, finally this year, I am trying out new things for breakfast Maybe every other day I'll have a sweet potato and then the other days I'm filling with a porridge or some other thing or corn or whatever it is I want to eat. I feel like my My desire for variety has really increased this year. Maybe it's because I have extra time to cook or something. I'm just working from home. So every morning and before meals, I have this leisurely time to prepare and really think about what I want to eat. And that has been such a blessing because... When I really take the time before a meal in real time, not just like a pre-prepped weekend, I've done a huge batch of something meal, but when I can really sit down before a meal and think, oh my gosh, do I want something soupy? Do I want something cold? Do I want something spicy? it really helps me find the joy in eating again. And I get excited about my meals much more so these days with the variety and with those check-ins much more so than before. So I'm even surprising myself with, wow, my body really likes variety. Wow, this is so enjoyable. So maybe there's some new discoveries for you and your relationship with food and there will always be new things. Things will always be changing. And that's kind of the beauty of it. I have a feeling back in the day when you were really having an issue with food, you felt like you couldn't you couldn't eat outside of the good foods, right? You couldn't eat outside of the healthy foods. But fast forward life after binge eating it's so exciting because I'm thinking today Ooh, do I want to make braised pork ribs tonight or do I want a spicy kimchi stew or do I want you know some pasta with meat sauce it's just so fun guys and I've been like baking pumpkin pie trying different cans of pumpkin this is such a tangent but I tried baking pumpkin pie with the Trader Joe's canned pumpkin and my oh my, that pumpkin was tasteless. I remember it was the exact same recipe, but the the pumpkin pie tasted so bland and I couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I think it's the canned pumpkin from Trader Joe's. It's just kind of bland and watery. And I did a Google search and there was a whole ranking of canned pumpkins. And yeah, the Trader Joe's ones didn't rank very high. And so then I, I bought another type of canned pumpkin and it just came out so creamy and so smooth and so flavorful and so much sweeter. That pumpkin was called the farmer's market pumpkin. And this time around, I did a Google, and Bon Appetit, Claire Saffitz, did a video on her pumpkin pie, and she swears by Libby's canned pumpkin, which is a brand of canned pumpkin, and she uses nothing else but Libby's, sorry, that's my dog, and I went out to all of these different stores, only Safeway and Target has it, not Sprouts and Trader Joe's, of course, and so I baked it last night, and I'm going to have it tonight for dessert, but even yesterday, for example, I had dinner and I was really excited because the the pumpkin and pie had came straight out of the oven. But honestly, guys, I just was laying in bed and I was so full from dinner. I was getting sleepy after watching Maleficent that I just went to bed after having a few pieces of chocolate and I couldn't stomach the pumpkin pie. And so I just put it away in my fridge. And we'll see tonight if I feel like it, but that's kind of the beauty of post binge life where, yeah, I baked a whole pumpkin pie. It was really lovely that it smelled of pumpkin in the entire house, but I just didn't feel like it. And I went to sleep. That is the power of food freedom. So I want you to think that there is light at the end of the tunnel and you can get there too. And there's so much excitement in food. My next project is going to be making these biscuits. Um, if you guys have been to Trader Joe's, there's these um cookies, and they're also called the Lotus Biscoff cookies, and I really want to try making that from scratch, so I'm going to do that, but this is coming from someone who didn't eat gluten, sugar, or dairy for years, years and years and years, because I thought it was devil's food, and so now that I'm super excited in the kitchen baking, who is this new me? This is so strange. I'll maybe share some of my baking adventures with you guys, but I'm finding so much fun just in trying new foods. And I hope you get to this point too, guys. So until next time, that was all I wanted to share with you guys today. Just having fun in the kitchen with food life after binge eating. It gets better. Gets better just like wine. To start the year strong, I'm so excited to announce my course that's launching in Jan, 30 Days to Binge and Body Freedom. I'm relaunching it again at the beginning of Jan because I know how tough this time of year is, and this is the time that you need the most support, and I want to make sure you have it. And a lot of you don't have the time or energy and resources to invest in months of private coaching with me, so this is the more accessible option, and imagine waking up and not feeling bogged down by food, if you're scared of gaining weight, but also can't stand this awful relationship with food, you're in the right place. And you've probably listened to my podcast and read the book and done the things, but what you're missing is a process where it gives you bite-sized pieces. You need that step-by-step guidance to introduce trigger foods and let go of food rules slowly so you don't end up binging. What's new about this course this time around is that I'll be offering live support during every week of this program. So you get live calls with me every week where I address your roadblocks and your stumbling points. What I'm most excited about this time around is that there's a community aspect. There will be a group of people in similar shoes as you who will be doing this with you. And so you'll be making friends along the way and supporting each other through this private community group. And so you won't be going at it alone, which is what most people struggle with. Intuitive eating is one of those things where it's an upstream battle with culture and society. If you don't have people with you cheering you on, helping you navigate the day-to-day scenarios and supporting you when you're falling and giving you a hand, it can feel really lonely. And I know so much of the time it feels lonely and shameful and embarrassing, but when there are people that are going through the same thing as you, it feels really uplifting and empowering like you can take the next step forward. So I invite you to explore this course that I'm offering right now you can go on cravingfoodfreedom.com backslash course to learn about all the details and it includes the roadmap it includes weekly live one-on-ones with me and it includes built-in friends and a community to get you through this next month so that by February you can tackle social events with confidence. you can stop saying no to plans because you just binge. you can wake up feeling normal. That's all in the horizon. And by taking one step forward, you're committing to yourself and you're committing to changing your narrative around food and body. So again, I invite you to take a look, cravingfoodfreedom.com backslash course, and see if it's a good fit for you. It will only be open for a limited time, so make sure you get in before the end of the week. CART closes officially this Sunday, Jan 2nd. And if you purchase by Tuesday, end of day, you'll get a fast action bonus, a private one-on-one session with me for 30 minutes. So if you want to get in, get in right now before Tuesday, end of day to get that one-on-one session with me. Otherwise, the cart officially closes this upcoming Sunday, Jan 2nd. And so I will talk to you all next week. Thank you all for letting me into your ears and take good care.